G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all know that God has given us gifts and talents and abilities and resources to use for His glory, but so often many of us are not doing it. And why are we not doing it? We offer up excuses, never reasons. The gifts God gave us, He gave us deliberately, on purpose. Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to put that divine equipment to work for His kingdom. You have no reason why you can't be used of God. You only have lame excuses. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. It's no accident that some people can sing and others can do public speaking. It's not random that some are caregivers and others are organisers. The Lord gives us tools and He has a way for us to use them. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to see how these gifts and abilities are part of God's plan and every ability can be used for the Kingdom, except those that we don't make available to Him. We're learning from the example set for us by Moses. Well, let's uh, grab our Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 3. And the title of my message is The Excuses of a World Changer. Look at Exodus chapter 3, starting in verse 1. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He went deep into the wilderness near Sinai, the mountain of God. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to him as a blazing fire in a bush. Moses was amazed because the bush was engulfed in flames, but it didn't burn up. Moses said to himself, amazing. Why isn't this bush burning up? I need to go over and see this. And then the Lord, when he saw he had caught the attention of Moses, called to him from the bush. Moses, Moses, here am I, Moses replied. God said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. We'll stop there. So God proceeds to tell Moses that he is aware of the suffering of the Jewish people. And that God is going to now call Moses to lead those people out of their bondage. Understand, Moses, well, he's an old dude now. He's 80 years old. He's just watching the sheep. All of a sudden there's this bush, this weird bush that's on fire, but it's still there. It's not burning up. And what is going on? He walks over and then God speaks to him through the bush. So now what is happening? The Lord is recommissioning him. Now think about this. It's an ordinary bush doing an extraordinary thing. God could have just sent an angel. Hi, I'm an angel. Go do this. He had done that before. But no, it's this bush that burns. And why do you think the Lord chose that bush? Well, in a way, it was almost like a picture of Moses. You're like an old bush that's gonna start burning. 
I have a plan for your life. Listen to what God says to Moses, Exodus 3. I am the God of your father. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now we hear that, it sounds very impressive. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? But wait, let's think about it for a moment. Because in the World Changer series, we've seen the flaws of everyone that God used. These people are not in the Heroes Hall of Faith because they were great people. They're in the Heroes Hall of Faith because they had faith in a great God. This Hall of Faith of Hebrews 11 is filled with a lot of interesting characters, all with serious problems. Abraham, the father of faith, had flaws and lapses of faith and lied on multiple occasions. Jacob, oh, he was legendary for his deception and manipulation. Isaac favored one son over another and didn't really listen to the Lord. So really when God says to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what he is saying is, I am the God of flawed people. I am the God of people that make mistakes. Really what the Lord is saying is, I am the God of second chances. And why would he say that to Moses? Because Moses needed a second chance. Because he killed a man. And he had spent 40 years thinking he'd probably never do anything for the Lord. But the Lord saying, buddy, I'm recommissioning you. So park the Winnebago and let's get busy. We've got work to do. And we're gonna go and deliver a nation from the power of Egypt. Because I'm aware of all that my people are going through. The Lord says that he has heard and he has seen the affliction that the people are facing. And Moses, I'm calling you to lead them out. Now, what Moses should have done was fall on his face and say, thank you, Lord, for a second chance. I'm ready to go. But what Moses does instead is offer up a bunch of excuses as to why he can't serve the Lord. I bring this up because we all know we're supposed to serve the Lord. We all know that God has a plan for each of us. We all know that God has given us gifts and talents and abilities and resources to use for his glory. But so often many of us are not doing it. And why are we not doing it? We offer up excuses, never reasons. There's no good reason to not serve the Lord, but excuses. As we look at the excuses of Moses, you might find yourself in one of them. And this is why I called the message the excuses of a world changer. Excuse number one, Exodus 3.11. I don't deserve to be used by God. He says, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Moses asked God, how can you expect me to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? Now you know in a way Moses had a point. I mean, <laughs> would you have picked Moses if you were God? Why not pick some young guy? Moses had a lot of baggage. You know, he had made a lot of mistakes and in a way he was sort of a has-been, a failure, even an embarrassment. Why use him? Use somebody you never know. God says, oh, I, I want Moses. Because I've been whipping this boy into shape for a long time and he is ready to rumble. This is my man. Number two, Moses says, well, I don't have all the answers. Exodus three. Moses protested, if I go to the people and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they won't believe me. They'll ask, which God are you talking about and what is his name? Then what would I tell them? God says, will you just tell them I am who I am. Just say the I am has sent me to you. Funny thing. Moses says, who am I? God says, I am that I am. Stop talking about yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. You just tell him, I am has sent you. Moses, it's not about you, it's about me. 
You know, I think a lot of times we're afraid if we engage a non-believer with the gospel that they'll ask us a hard question we don't have the answer to. Well, I don't have all the answers. So what? Just get out there and share your faith. If you don't have an answer, go back and study more and you'll have more answers next time for sure. But don't let that stop you from telling others about Jesus. Well, I, I don't know if I can prove the existence of God. My job is not to prove the existence of God. My job is to proclaim the good news of the gospel. You say, well, what if they don't believe in the Bible? Can I still quote it? Are you kidding? God says of His word that it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. If they believe it or not, it is what it is. And so that would be like, you know, talking to someone, you have a sword, and they say, well, like, I don't believe your sword's real, okay, man? Like, I think your sword is like just uh, a, an imagination. I, oh, yeah, let me use my sword on you for a moment. <laughs> and I, they're gonna believe the sword's real when I give them a good poke with it. <laughs> well, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't think it's inspired by God. Yeah, really interesting. Here's what the Bible says. <laughs> and you just share it with them. And the power of God's word will penetrate their heart. God says, my word will not return to me void. It will prosper in the place where I send it. Great to have you with us today. This is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And he's continuing his World Changes series today as we consider the calling that God has placed on Moses' life and his reluctance to respond. It's a very practical message called The Excuses of a World Changer. Let's continue. Moses continues on with this plethora of excuses. I just wanted to use the word plethora in a sentence. <laughs> Excuse number three, the people won't believe me. That's in Exodus four. The people won't believe me, Exodus four verse one. Moses protested again. Look, they won't believe me. Uh, they won't do what I tell them. They'll just say, the Lord never appeared to you. The Lord says, what do you have there in your hand? Moses said, well, a shepherd's staff. Throw it to the ground, the Lord said. So Moses threw it to the ground and it became a snake. Moses was terrified and he turned and ran away. This is funny to me. I just, he throws it, ah, runs, it's a snake, probably a cobra. The Lord said, take hold of this snake. And he reached down and grabbed it and it became a shepherd's staff again. Exodus 4, 5, perform this sign and they'll believe you, the Lord told him. And they'll realize that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to you. Look at the excuse number four. Moses says, I'm not a good speaker. Verse 10, oh Lord, I, I'm clumsy with words. I'm not a good speaker. Listen to this. God is not looking for good speakers. He's looking for obedient servants. You don't have to be a good speaker. You just need to be someone who obeys God. He'll give you the words. Because God is more interested in character than charisma, you see. And look, I, I'm not a good speaker. I don't think I am. But I have a great message. And I'm confident in my message. And that's why I proclaim it. And you have that same message. And we all need to get it out. By the way, by that applause, I'm assuming you're affirming that I'm not a good speaker. So thanks for that. No, seriously, you know you meant it. <laughs> but it's true. Okay, last excuse, number five. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified, verse 13. Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you will send. That's a fancy way of saying, get someone else to do it. Here I am, Lord, send him. <laughs> not me. 
And then he actually suggests his brother Aaron. You know Aaron, my bro, he is a, this guy can talk, man. He has the gift of gab. Use him. Lord says, I, I don't want Aaron. I want you. Well, I can't do it. I, I, I have a speech impediment. I stumble over my words. I, I stutter. I, 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 j I j just not the guy. Yeah, that's why I want you. You have no reason why you can't be used of God. You only have lame excuses. And ultimately Moses agreed and did what the Lord called him to do. Let me shift gears to one final point about excuses. Not only are there excuses we offer as to why we can't be used by God, but there are excuses offered as to why we will not become a Christian. You know, you talk to people about their need for Jesus and they'll say, well, I, I don't believe in that. You say, why? You say, well, you know, the Bible's full of contradictions. When someone says that to me, if I have a Bible, I love to just pull it out and say, well, I have a Bible right here. Show me one. Nine times out of 10, maybe 99 times out of 100, they don't know any contradictions because they've never read the Bible. They just say that to make you go away. And if perchance they know of an alleged contradiction, they're usually answered pretty easily. And then they'll say, well, you know, I, I don't want to become a Christian because, well, the church is full of hypocrites. And my word to them or to you, if that's your issue, is Come on and join us. There's always room for one more. <laughs> now look, that's a joke, okay? Don't take me seriously. And by that I mean, I'm not excusing hypocrisy. I wish we were better representatives of Christ. But having said that, that is an excuse, really. Yeah, there's hypocrites in the church, so what? That doesn't change what Christ said. That doesn't change what He promises. Well, I have a lot of questions, you might say. I have questions, just so many questions. I have questions about questions and even a few more questions. All right, I understand that. I did too. But I will say this to you. If you will come to Jesus with all of your questions, I guarantee most of them will be answered in short order. Maybe not every single one. There might be a few you'll have to save for heaven. But for the most part, once that sin in your heart is removed because you've believed in Jesus, so many of those questions will be answered. Because really what you're wanting to know is, why am I here in this earth? What's the meaning of my life? Here's the answer. You're here in this earth to know God. And you'll find meaning in your life when you come to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you 2,000 years ago, and shed His blood for the sins you've committed, and rose again from the dead and will forgive you right now. And if you've never done that, I'd like to give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus as we close now in prayer. If you're not sure that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you're not certain that you're right with God, if you want to get rid of your guilt, if you want to have a second chance in life, this is your moment. Respond as we pray now. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for loving us so much you sent Jesus to this earth to die on that cross in our place and to rise again from the dead. We pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince every person here and every person listening of their need for Christ. Help them to believe now, we ask. Amen.
Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, today's a great day to do it. And Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. Jesus Christ is with you right where you are right now. And if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, if you want to invite him into your life, why don't you pray this prayer after me right now? In fact, I would even encourage you to pray it out loud. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I thank you for dying for me on the cross and then rising again from the dead. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Be my Savior, be my Lord, be my God, and be my friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Irregardless of how you feel right now, I want you to know a fact. If you prayed that prayer and meant it, Jesus Christ has come into your life. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. That verse doesn't say, so you can think you have eternal life or hope if God's in a really good mood, you may have eternal life. No, it says you can know it. And if you just prayed that prayer and meant it, Christ has come into your life. So let me say to you, welcome to God's family. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And well done if you've just prayed that prayer. We'd love to help you by sending out something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's a great way to get started living as a Christian, and we'll send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800 Well, on Monday, Pastor Greg continues his World Changes series and we'll get to stand nearby as Moses has a substantial confrontation with Pharaoh. Ultimately, Pharaoh hardens his heart and the nation pays a price. That's on Monday, right here on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Excuses of a World Changer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.